it's about to go down in a minute let me touch down i'ma get it cause i i i been waiting all night it's game time it's game time on espn central texas here's tom barfield ward whites and gary ross Welcome to Wednesday, hump day, middle of the week, rise and shine, all that fun stuff. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us as we get ready for a uh, a Wednesday edition of the program. Lots to get to today. I, I, I don't know that we're going to have enough time to get to everything. I mean, there is so much stuff, and I mean stuff. We got a lot of stuff to get to. Ward, how are you? Outstanding. You ready to go tonight? Yes. It's going to be fun. Uh, on our sister station, 104.9 FM, uh, Ward is going to be uh, broadcasting the Crawford playoff games. Tomorrow night. Oh, that's right. It's tomorrow night, isn't it? Thursday. That's right. Thursday night. I- I'm getting ahead of myself. This is Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's tomorrow night. Yes. Uh, Crawford and-, and Wortham from Waco ISD. So that'll be tomorrow night on 104.9 FM. Uh, so get ready for that. Uh, the... <laughs> The uh, let's see what else is going on. What else is going on? Oh, oh uh, th- there's rumors, reports that the Bears have named a quarterback. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, NCAA is looking for a chief, if you will. Thank you. Finally, <laughs> uh, baseball and softball both won games last night. McLennan was able to hire a uh, a basketball coach. Uh, Coach Brock is is going to be the new women's basketball coach at McLennan. He spent what seventeen, eighteen seasons like that, something like that, with uh, uh, on the uh, on the Baylor staff. So, uh, yeah, I, I talked to Sean Trocom last night, and they are excited about about that hire, and uh, should be a lot of fun. I think we're gonna, I think we may have Coach Brock with us tomorrow. Uh, he, I mean, a lot of this stuff was just getting done. And so they were uh, trying to get some things done. So I don't know that he's he was going to do any media today, but we may have Coach Brock with us tomorrow, and look forward to that. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, man, that, uh, that that's a great that's a, that's a great replacement for Coach Rhodes. He knows a little bit about basketball, a little bit, just a little bit. So we, we got all of that to talk about. Josh Neighbors is going to join us at seven thirty this morning. Crawford softball coach Kirk Allen will be here at eight o'clock, and uh, then uh, at eight thirty. Uh, former Baylor Bear and former Texas Ranger David Murphy is going to talk some Rangers and Astros with us at 8.30 tonight, uh, or 8.30 today. So that that's kind of what we have lined up. So uh, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, and I don't want to dive into it too soon, but uh, were you a little surprised? that? And I was, quite frankly. I didn't think it would start to leak out this early uh, that that Baylor's made a decision on their quarterback. No, I'm not surprised. That it was just a couple of days after the spring game. I, I thought the process would take a little bit longer, you know, because Coach Aranda said he was going to meet with every player, you know, like they kind of do, almost like an exit meeting, Ward, you know, as you mm-hmm. as they head into summer. Uh, but it was kind of an exit meeting after spring, uh, you know, in, in those personal evaluations with their position coach and, and their head coach. So I thought that th- that process – might take a little bit, and then it would start to kind of drift out what what direction they were going to go. But, you know, the the reports started coming out yesterday, Tuesday. 
Well, it's a good way to get ahead of the curve, right? Like, you don't want any distractions. I think Aranda's not going to play politics. He's all about business, all about winning and putting his team in the best position, and he got ahead of it. That's just what he did. I'm not surprised. I, the, the way that that shape had played throughout the spring, I think it was visibly obvious that he was the better quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so go ahead and, and make that choice. Well, you know, and again, the only time I actually got to see him was during the spring game. Uh, but everything you heard yes. from everybody, that, that Shapin was a little bit ahead of where Gary Bohannon was. So, it's certainly in the spring game, I thought he played well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, if, if I was picking just based off of that one performance, and I know that they use all 15 practices or whatever you want to you call it, but uh, – I, I think I think that Shapin was was the guy, you know, and, and we'll we'll dive into that a little deeper here in, in just a little bit. Uh, I, I want to circle back around to the to where we are with the with the uh, the head of the NCAA, Mark Emmert. So he 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 decides that he's stepping away, but says he will stay on until they name a replacement or until June of twenty twenty three. We're talking what fourteen months. It'd probably take that long to find somebody who wants to take that job. It's a, I mean, it's a sinking ship. What do you mean it's a sinking ship? What I mean is they have no power. They have no say. Uh, you have the, like, you can look at football, for instance. You have the SEC and the Big Ten who are on their way. They don't care what the NCAA has to say. The NCAA has lost all control of the NIL. Um, they've set everything in motion. They started the transfer portal. It's gotten away from them, so it's easy way to take an exit and leave the situation behind in shambles. You agree with that? Yeah, I think the NCAA is in a lot of trouble. I, I just don't – I don't think – they don't They don't even remotely swing the stick that they used to oh, swing. No, I agree with that. But they're still – whether you like it or don't like it, they're still the governing body of collegiate well, athletics. A selected collegiate S- athletics. Supposedly. I, I still don't think that they, they have near the power that they, they did in, in – Previous years, and and it's not even close. No, I I, I agree with that. I mean, the uh, you, when so, they went so to why it's going down, like Garrett says, why not get out? Th- that I still think that basketball tournament's theirs. <laughs> uh, I'm not so sure it's not CBS's. Well, I mean, that's they're, a good they're, point. They're, they're networks. They're yeah. they're writing the check. I, I get that, but. Uh, I think the NCAA started losing some power when this playoff thing started rolling in and you had that playoff committee and you had that playoff organization. Uh, that kind of t- – t- Well, I think the playoffs was a good idea. It just – it's – It didn't include the NCAA. Well, it, it did not. And, and it's, you know, it's made a lot of people – other than, you know, the big dogs, it's made a lot of people unhappy. Because of the fact that, you know, and I think it goes way back to 2013 when Baylor and TCU got shunned. Mm-hmm. That's when that that committee started losing face because one of those two teams probably should have been in. Now, I don't know if it's the NCAA's fault or if it was Bob Bosley's and the Big 12's fault. I don't know where to lay that at the porch of, but that's what I think that the, that the playoffs started losing a little bit of the credibility credibility from 
from a nationwide standpoint. Yeah, but I, and I'll go back and say it. I, I I don't think the NCAA has a whole lot to do with that with that play. I think that that's the you know we talked. Well, they about, initiated it. Well, I get it, but I also also know that those those conferences, the Power Five, they kind of said, "Hey, we're going to get our own little thing going here." Sorry, boys, and they did. Yeah, and that's right there is a prime example of why the NCAA has no credibility. Mark Emmert and the NCAA, if they wanted to control it and, and if they were in control of everything, they stop it right there. They put it, they take control of it or they cease it and say, no, that's not how we work. We, everything goes the, through us. Yeah, and the NCAA could have said, hey, look, we don't care what you think you want to do with the power conferences and, and having all this committee. We're the ones that are going to put this together and we're going to put a. 16 team playoff together or we're going to put a 32 playoff team bracket together just like we do in every th- every other sport and in division 2 and division 3 we're going to handle this ourselves and they didn't and that's on them yeah I, I agree i agree with that but to say that they have no power they're still i mean whether we like it or don't like it they're still the governing body of intercollegiate athletics on paper. Look, you can't take them serious. Like a pro- look at last year, for example, with the whole Adidas fiasco, um, and you're sanctioning these teams. You hit Oklahoma State basketball program where they can't do anything. Yet you let Kansas, who had more of a a, a vocal point and a cause of the the negative impact, win a national championship. How the hell can you respect that? That's a it's a valid point. And, and look, I said a long time ago. I would like to see him blow the NCAA up and start all over. But, you, you, I mean, somebody's got to be in charge. You've got to have a governing body somehow, some way. So, what is it? If it's not the NCAA, what is it? The SEC and the Big Ten? I mean, it, it, I don't know. It, it, it needs to be the NCAA, and I think the NCAA should have never let go of the, of the power hold they had. And that's on, again, that's, that's their fault for letting it go. I, I just... I didn't have a problem with them being, you know, the governing body and and having the power and having the last word, but they don't anymore. On football, but there's other sports they certainly do. I mean, you look at the you look at who's facilitating the basketball tournaments, who's facilitating the baseball and softball tournaments. It's the NCAA, whether you like it or don't like it, it is. So. Well. It, it, it'll be interesting. We'll, we'll, and coming up a little later on, we're going to talk to Josh Neighbors. We'll get his thoughts on that. But is it really going to take 13 or 14 months to find a replacement? I guess that's where we started with this thing. Yeah, at least, in my opinion. Possibly. I mean, who wants that job? Exactly. Depending on how the, the, the position is laid out. Now, look. Go go look at the war chest of the NCAA. There's a couple of dollars in that in in the bank account. They're they're not going to miss paying their bills. They've got some coin. Uh and look, their biggest fundraiser is that NCAA basketball tournament. Go take a look. You'll 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 be you'll be surprised just to see what kind of dollars are there. And this and everything we we know that everything is driven by money. Everything is driven by money, particularly in collegiate athletics. So. Uh, does it take 12 or 13 months to, to find a replacement? We'll find out. Is there somebody on that staff that you just elevate? I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. I think you're going to have to clean house on that one. And you might. You might. But who's searching for that replacement? I, I guess, again, 
They'll put a committee together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there will Let be the college football playoff committee decide. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> They'll name the Might SEC well. commissioner. <laughs> so, but I mean, so you'll you'll have some you'll have some uh, you'll have some ads that are going to be a part of that thing, and they're going to go out and they're going to search for a replacement. All right, seven twelve. We'll we'll, uh, we'll dive into some Baylor football. We'll continue with this conversation. We uh, will also visit with Josh Neighbors. We'll do that coming up in a few minutes. We're glad you're with us. Our uh, program this morning is brought to you in part by Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace, also by Pro Star Rental and by Big Boys Record Service and Landscape Supply. Uh, Mow with the best. Mow with Gravely. Landscape Supply in Spiegelville. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Find Alliance Bank with their several locations in Waco and new location in Temple and let them help you and your business succeed. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Should be a beautiful day today with mostly sunny skies. High temperatures top out at 81 degrees. It'll be partly cloudy tonight. We drop to 61, but tomorrow the clouds move in, so partly to mostly cloudy, breezy and mild with a high of 84. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. Yeah, we were uh, hoping to get Bob Bowlesby on with us yesterday. Hoping to get him on today. Any I don't excuse. Think it's happen. Any excuse not to come on. To skip us, to <laughs> yeah. avoid us. <laughs> Going to pretty great Something extremes, minor like right? not being Big 12 commissioner anymore, and he decides he doesn't <laughs> want to do the program. You Probably. think it went so far as him to say, I'm not doing that interview. How can I get out of it? I know. I'll resign my job. <laughs> John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Pro Star Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. Pro Star Rental. They make work easier. Welcome to Allstate where you can really control your savings. Because when you drive less, you save more with pay per mile. So you're really in control of your savings. Only paying for the miles you drive. Yeah, life is good when you're in the driver's seat. Allstate, here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings vary subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company, Norfolk, Illinois. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and scratch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. You'll put a smile on her face with a Mother's Day gift from Opelousa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond. They've got unique gifts for mom, including a large selection of rustic furniture for the bedroom, living room, and dining rooms, gold and silver jewelry, home decor items, cowskin rugs, and metal signs for inside and outside the home. Ask about their financing options. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond. 
3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com. Each new year brings a renewed sense of resolve to live life better, which means it's a great time to talk about the state of your personal wealth. I'm Joe Kaleo. If you'd like to start the year with a more robust wealth strategy, we'll help you find new opportunities to meet your goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Game time continues on ESPN Central Texas. Seven seventeen. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on a Wednesday morning. Tom and Garrett and Ward, uh, as we uh, as we roll through. This Wednesday. All right, Ward. So we were just talking, uh, Garrett and I, uh, a couple of minutes ago uh, before we went on the air. If indeed the reports that we're seeing are true and and Blake Shapin is going to be your starting quarterback, put your old football coaching cap on here. <laughs> are the, how, how can you take advantage of the athletic ability of Gary Bohannon. I mean, here's here's a big guy. Is this is this where you can make a a package where he's he's potentially a running back back there, and you have a you know dual headed uh, quarterback situation? Is he could you could you see a package with him as an H back or a tight end? Uh, you know, isn't he isn't he such a a fine athlete that you got to maybe find some ways to get him on the field? Uh, in, in some packages or no? For me, it depends on if he's your true number two or if you have somebody to back up Shapin that you trust that can win you football games. If you don't, then no, I don't. I mean, maybe maybe a two-point converter, maybe something in the red zone, may, maybe, but I'd be very apprehensive to do that because you put him out there in harm's way and then all of a sudden two plays later, he gets hurt. And then Shapin goes down for some reason or another. Then you're down to your third quarterback in the blink of an eye. And I'm not sure I want to put myself in that position. Now, if you have a guy that's, you know, you feel like is true number two and you want to say, okay, we've got this uber talented athlete that we need to get on the field, then he's not your number two. And you, you find a way to make that package work for him. I, I, it's a slippery slope. I mean, if he's going to be your true number two and he's the guy that's going to win you games if your starting quarterback goes down, then to me, you, you don't there, – there's no package that's worth that to me. That's a valid point because all you have to do is go back to last year. You don't win 12 games if you don't have both of those guys mm-hmm. because Shapin had to play in some situations and Bohannon had to play in some situations. Uh that's that's a that's a valid point that it, it took both of them to get those twelve wins last year. 
It but, did. I, I'm just thinking, like, you could be in that situation that you're describing, Ward, if he hits the portal. So, I mean, you're, you're in that situation well, I mean, if, either it, way. Is he, if he wants to be quarterback, he's going to hit the portal anyway if you yeah. tell him, hey, we're going to use you as an H-back. We're going to use you in some wildcat formation. We're going to do some things with you to get you on the field every once in a while. He's probably going to hit the portal anyway. If, if the kid's going to go to the portal, that's not going to change his mind. So, if you're just trying to do it to defense the portal, that's not going to work in my mind. No, that's a good point. And I, I don't know if he will hit the portal or not. I mean, he's had opportunities in the past. Um, I think you really got to look at it and say, is there I think a it place depend- where I fit? Well, I think it depends on who makes the call. I mean, because I guarantee you this, this came out last night. He's already had phone calls. He's already had some buddies call him and say, hey, what do you think about here? What do you think? That's just the way that recruiting and coaching is going now. Somebody's making that call to say, we could use this guy, and he's being he's being taunted right now by somebody. I guarantee you that's happening. Yeah, you, I agree. I mean, there, there's those guys are like, "Hey, did you hear your buddy uh, got 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 pushed to number two? You know, and that's why that's part of the reason why the transfer portal is so rampant right now. Somebody's in his ear. Now, does it work? I don't know. But is it another Power Five? It does. Well, I don't know. I mean, it does it matter if he wants to be a starting quarterback? I guess it doesn't in the grand scheme of things. But I, I mean, just don't honestly, see a power five school going after a guy who has trouble stretching the field. Well, I, it, that's fine. I, I, I don't disagree with that. But there's somebody out there that is. True. And if he wants to play quarterback, I mean, does the reala- realization go on the wall and say, uh, yeah, I, I want to be a starting quarterback and I want to take 70 snaps a game. And so I'm going to go to circle this school. I think also you need – and this is difficult too because you got to put your ego aside in that situation and and look forward and say, do I legitimately have a chance to develop to become an NFL quarterback? Is that something you want to do? And if not, I mean, well, just because you're at a Power Five, that doesn't guarantee you an opportunity no, I to know play that. in the NFL. Trust me, I know that. But what I'm saying is, do you evaluate your skill set and you say, look, I don't think I'm going to make it in the NFL, and then you start thinking forward, maybe look at at trying to you play out the rest of your days and then get into coaching. There's well, just a I, lot of variables. Well, I mean, you can go into coaching from a non-Power 5 school. You can go into coaching from a Division 3 school. I mean, that has I, – I know what you're saying. You feel like that the better path is in a Power 5. But if you want to get on the field, there's a, you know, there's a choice that an athlete has to make. What is the realization of how, how am I going to get on the field? And, you know, n- no offense, but, I, you know, I think if he wants to be a starting quarterback and he wants to take 70, 80 snaps a ball game – he might want to look somewhere else. I think what was miscued is I feel like a there's so many quarterbacks who are about to hit the portal. Does a power five look at him when you can get somebody? I think that's what I meant. What Depends on what your offense is and what you need. Right. I mean, if you're if you're gonna go with a with a quarterback that you want to utilize as a maybe an option quarterback or, or a big strong guy that can run the ball and, and doesn't have to stretch the field. There's offenses out there that do that. Nebraska. There you go. There's offenses out there that do that and he fits that perfectly. So why not go after that kid? Good point. I mean you you gotta you, utilize I mean it's not everybody wants to stretch the field. You know, so if you're just looking for a guy that can move the sticks, I, I'd make the call. Well, you got until Sunday, right? I mean, the uh, the portal shuts down on Sunday, and it stays shut down until uh, the first of August. So, 
and, and then where does where does drones fit into this thing? I mean, it's you know, we saw last year uh, you had you had a three headed monster fighting for for playing time, and and one of them ended up uh, uh, leaving. Where, where does drones fit? now? He's a young kid, and he's and, you know what's his upside uh, right now? I mean, is is he a guy that would fit in? You you were talking about. I'd have to have a clear number two if I was going to use a package that included Gary uh, as an H. Would 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 Chiron Drones fit into that position right now? I, right I, now, I don't know. I haven't seen I haven't seen enough of him on the field to, to know. And you know, the coaches know that they they understand. So that's the question they have to answer. They right? have to answer that. Yeah, I mean, they have to they have to figure out. Hey, is this our clear cut number two? And the other thing you risk again. If you go to Gary Bohannon and say, okay, you're not really a quarterback. You're going to be an H-back. We're mm-hmm. going to use you in packages. Is he going to stick around? I mean, that's maybe. I mean, that that may be fine with him. But he may have his heart set on, hey, I'm, I'm a – we've seen it before. I'm a true quarterback. I'm not going to be a wildcat cat. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was talking about with doing some of that self-reflecting. you got to look at the bigger picture if you're him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you got to decide, is this where I want to be? Mm-hmm. And if it's where I want to be – do I want to try to figure out a way to get on the football field? Mm-hmm. You, you know, or, is, or am I satisfied at being number two? No, right. and waiting and, and, for my opportunity. Yeah. Because, look, I mean, it's there's, hard. There's, there's guys out there that, that, that know their role. And, you know, that's, that's the role that they're going to, you know, take and run with. And there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It makes you a better football team. And you know, if I'm Coach Aranda, I'm hoping he says, hey, I'm – I'm cool. I'm number two, and I'm I'm going to roll with it, and I'm going to be the best number two in the country. And, and in today's football, you rarely you rarely go through 12, 13, 14 games and not have to use your number two guy. I mean, oh yeah, it, 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 you're he's going to get playing time. It's just how much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's you know, and that's the bottom line. That's the question. It'll be interesting to see. It, 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 it we'll know a lot more Sunday. We'll know a lot more Sunday uh, because that's when the the, the, the transfer portal mm-hmm. shuts down, and you know, uh, it, there, it opens back up in August. So, right. I mean, but I mean, if you're going to move, don't you want to move now so you can get there and get acclimated with the system? Because if you're going to fight for a starting position, can you do it in two weeks? You know what I mean? Wouldn't, well, you, wouldn't you like to have two or three months to kind of get acclimated with what's going on? Does he have a red shirt left? You know, I don't know. I, I don't sure. know. I mean, so if he does, August would not be out of the question for him. Good point. Yep. All right. So seven twenty six, and, and again, this is uh, you know, there's there's reports out there that uh, that the the Bears have settled on uh, on Blake Shapen as their uh, their starting quarterback next fall. Uh, and and again, I, I would just tell you from what I saw this. During the spring game, I, I thought I thought Blake played well, and and, and you know, in deserves and deserves to be the the number one quarterback. So we'll see how it goes. All right, seven twenty seven. We will talk more about that. We will talk about the NCAA. We got a lot to talk about with Josh Neighbors. It's a Locked On Big Twelve podcast. Uh, that's what he does for us, and he is coming up next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor baseball here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears home this weekend for a three-game series against the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 3, and Sunday at 1 for Baylor and Tech. 
Join Derek Smith and Ryan Boyd for Baylor Bear Baseball right here on ESPN Central Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, May 7th and Sunday, May 8th at the Harker Heights Event Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. Oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show. You'll find ammo, prepper survivalist supplies and equipment, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and so much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, May 7th from 9 to 5 and May 8th at the Harker Heights Event Center. When someone first comes in and you see that discouragement on their face, they've tried so many different products, but nothing seemed to work for them. I'm able to take that and turn it into hope. You're listening to Mallory, an arch support specialist at the Goodfeed store. They try the arch supports. You see their face brighten up from feeling discouraged to being happy and hopeful again. We're helping people. We're able to take them from the pain to the possibilities. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Goodfeed store. Goodfeet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. At Knife River, we take care of our people. Are you looking for employment or career change? Knife River is looking for CDL drivers, equipment operators, and concrete and asphalt crew members. Good pay, good benefits, good people. Call Knife River today at 254-761-2600. That's 254-761-2600. Or apply online at KnifeRiver.com. Knife River is an equal opportunity affirmative action employer. Call today and get hired. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. Don't you wish everyone spoke about you the way your mom does? You know, it's no wonder this guy made his mama proud. She always wanted him to be a doctor. Hi there, I'm the Foundation Doctor. That's Ronnie Weaver, the Foundation Doctor. My team and I have accumulated over 70 years' experience dealing with Central Texas soils and foundations. We're always honest with you and would never suggest work you don't need. If we say we can fix it, we will. And our warranties, well, they're the best in the business. We treat your home like it's our mom in hopes that you will speak as highly about us as she does. If you think you need foundation repair, you're in good hands with the doctor. If you don't believe me, just ask my mom. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. A two-run home run by Kyle Tucker helped propel Houston to a 5-1 win over the Rangers. That evens the series at one game each, and you can hear game three on ESPN Central Texas tonight at 6.30. Baylor softball won at home against Stephen F. Austin 8-1. Baylor baseball scored six runs in their final two at-bats to beat Incarnate Word 8-7. Their softball at Bosque River Ballpark as MCC hosts Cisco for a doubleheader starting at 1 o'clock. Highlander baseball, meanwhile, is on the road at Cisco for a doubleheader starting at noon. 
Bill Brock is the new head coach for women's basketball at McLennan Community College. He spent 18 years in an assistant Kim Mulkey at Baylor. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's go around the Big 12 with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12 Podcast on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 732, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We welcome into the program Josh Neighbors from the podcast Locked On Big 12. Josh, good morning. How are you? I'm well, guys. How are you all? Terrific. We appreciate your time. A lot of, uh, lot of football news to get to, and let's start uh, – Let's start at the top with the NCAA. Were you surprised that the that the that, that Mark Emmert has decided to, to step away from the NCAA? Yes, because they extended his contract pretty recently, so he's not going to see the end of that contract. Much like Bob Bowlesby is not going to see the end of his contract with the Big Twelve. So I think that's interesting that those two won't see the end of their contracts, but. Um, you know, I think it's the right time considering how much change the NCAA is going through and they've got some soul searching to do about what what's next for them, especially as it relates to football. I, I think for the basketballs and for baseball and for softball and sports like that, the NCAA's involvement in putting on, uh, you know, I have to say spectacular events like the Men's College World Series, like the Women's College World Series, like March Madness for Men, and now March Madness for Women. Um, you know, those are those are big events that are very good events. Just they really seem to screw the pooch on the, uh, on, the, on, the, on the football thing, which is the biggest thing for them. So that's, that's a big question. It's hard to know what Mark Emmert's legacy is with the NCAA because I, I think it's, it's not over yet, right? The, the book has yet to be written on what happens with the NCAA's involvement in college football. Who are some of the replacements that, that are being thrown around right now? Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, I, I think this is, you know, I, we talked about this last night with, with a, with a uh, group of people about, you know, what should the NCAA go for in a, in, in a um, you know, uh, somebody to run it? You know, do you want an old athletic director? Uh, do you want somebody who is the president? Um, do you want like the world's best event planner? Like, what is what do you really want with the NCAA now? Uh, I, I to be honest, I have not looked at like lists of replacements, but you know, just I'm trying to like rack my brain. Like, I, I don't know which route you go. Um, do you go kind of with a young progressive, somebody who's more open to changes and would be able to kind of at least keep some involvement in um, you know in football, or do you go with somebody who's going to focus on making products such as March Madness and the Women's College World Series and the Men's College World Series as good of products as possible and maintaining that stuff. You definitely can't find somebody who's going to like keep up the the rah-rah amateurism model stuff because that was Mark Emmert's play, and it came at the cost of not being forward-thinking. The NCAA was so stuck in just trying to maintain the amateur model that it's cost them. That's really what's cost them is their – their unwillingness to kind of look forward and to fight back potential change. And that's why, you know, these conferences embracing the change are going to end up running college football. So I think somebody, you know, that, that uh, it's going to depend on, on what they want the relationship with football to be about who's going to be the next, uh, next head of the NCAA. 
I know a couple of the candidates, I believe it was Pete Thamel that threw out there were Linda Livingston, the president of Baylor, and Oliver Luck, but which are both great candidates. But when you look at this job as a whole, do you really just what's the what's the promise of taking it? I feel like there's just too much baggage coming with that that nobody really wants to take that job. Yeah, I feel like whenever there's a new league or something happens, like Oliver Luck is like the first person we mentioned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's always mentioned. So I think it'd be an interesting one. Um, I, I think, and also I think the, you know, using Baylor president, like that, that's, that's a good way to go to Linda Livingstone. Um, I, I still think, you know, the NCAA is always going to have the NCAA tournament which every single year is almost a billion-dollar in you know, industry. That's, that's what it is. Now, they, they upped their contract a little bit earlier than they should have on the last one. Um, you know, while they still have eight years left, and they, they upped it to, to, to 2032 now. So, um, but you still have that. It's like there's still this, this ace in the hole that they have. Yeah, it's a difficult job, but it's the head of, of, of a, you know, an organization – that, that does have a pretty big bank at their disposal. And it, it can change things to be better. Like, they can speed up their investigations. They can respond to complaints a little faster. They can treat schools better when they punish them and not do things like they did to Missouri or Oklahoma State and, you know, wait as long as they did for North Carolina and, and take a back seat with, the, with Kansas and then take a back seat with the FBI's investigation, stuff like that, they can be more proactive in fields such as those and then fields such as NIL to work with, okay, how about we make a set of rules that work for everybody as opposed to having states like Tennessee set the parameters or California set the parameters, and then they can make sure they set the parameters on eligibility. And then they also should talk about the transfer portal. Like They could be more proactive and put a group together to focus on each one of those things, they just really haven't. And when they started fighting as much as they fought and lost, at that point is when they said, all right, well, we're not in any position to help, so we're just going to sit back. They can become a more proactive organization. It's just a matter of who is going to want to do that. That's, that's, that's what I'm wondering. Josh, as we, as we continue talking about the NCAA, where do they fit in when it comes to college football? Is, is the CFP – in charge of this thing, or are they working in conjunction? How, how what's 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 the model look like internally? Yeah, I so I think I think the the conference commissioners and presidents, the university presidents, the athletic directors are going to end up being in control of this thing. Jack Forbrick said as much, you know, in an interview with Sports Illustrated, and, and I think that's where this is heading. But a lot of that has to do, you know, I mean, that's kind of its own thing. But at this point, like. You know, the, the only way the NCAA could have partnered with that is if they were more forward-thinking with NIL. Like, they they did everything they could to make sure that that could not happen. They did not like – you know, the, the Mark Emmert always talked about amateurism and now holding the model as opposed to being like, this is coming. This is going to change. And, um, you know, as, as, a, as opposed to – Were they wrong? Were, were they wrong? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were wrong in doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent wrong on that. I mean, but you have coaches, Josh. You have coaches right now that are saying that this NIL thing has gotten out of control, and you can't get the genie back in the bottle. Nick Saban's well, one of them. Well, he's right, but also they're in a good position to handle it. The reason why that this was going to change 
is that it was it was ridiculous. It was it was un, I mean, and borderline un-American. You could even argue that you can't make money off of like the Josh neighbor's name. If somebody wants to pay me a hundred thousand dollars, you know, to to show up and and shake hands and sign autographs, just because I play for Georgia football doesn't it doesn't mean that I shouldn't be able to do that. The problem was they fought tooth and nail to make sure that there was no policy. Maybe if they were more if they were more forward thinking, they could have done things like, look, okay, how do we spread this money out? How do we make sure we don't have kids getting paid $8 million to go to Tennessee by some collective? And we're not even sure how the kid is going to be doing the advertising. Is he, is he just getting paid or is he doing anything for the money? Which is kind of where it's at, isn't it? Exactly. But they, and it's because they didn't do it. They, they fought it as opposed to, okay, how do we make sure there's a set of rules that, that allows everybody to play by the same game because when NIL became, you know, popular, it was because state laws were in place for, for like California and for Florida. And those schools had a temporary advantage, but they had a chance to set the rules for what was happening. And instead they kept going to court and trying to fight it. And what was inevitably and pretty clearly a losing battle, they spent a ton of money, time and effort in something that was eventually going to lose out. And they find themselves now in this situation where, you know, we just had, I forgot what the specific rule was last week, but Tennessee passed the law where coaches can now be involved in NIL when the general sense in the rules was coaches can't be involved in inducement. And this is the problem is that, well, where's the NCAA and all this? They've taken the back seat. They said they were. Once they got their you-know-what stand of them in court, they said, no thanks. We'll let you guys decide this. They had a chance to be involved in this conversation. They had a chance to be involved in things like, all right, how do we make uh, make sure that uh, in big bowl games, Kenny Pickett and Kenneth Walker play? Can we find NIL solutions to make sure those those guys are going to play in the big bowl games, as opposed to you know taking a back seat and saying, no, we're going to sit back and y'all handle this how y'all want to handle this. They had their opportunity. They just never were interested in taking it, and that's why now you're seeing NIL take off the way it is, and there seems to be no end in sight. There was a way to handle this. They just did not didn't put themselves in a position to do it. Most of spring football has come to an end across the Big 12, or all of spring football has come to an end in the Big 12. Other than Oklahoma having 75,000 people at their spring game, who made the biggest step forward in spring football, do you believe? Well, I think it happened last night in your all's neck of the woods. When I saw Sikkim 365 had the report we discussed last night on, the, on, the, on our podcast, uh, Blake Shapin, it sounds like, is going to be the quarterback at Baylor. And I, I, I think it's a great decision. Um, you know, I've, I've been saying this a bunch that I think as good as Gary was last year, as Gary Bohannon was, as, um, you know, as, much of a, as, as good of a leader as he was, and it sounds like by all accounts, team really liked him players really liked him i think in a year where you lose two great players like terrell bernard and jalen petrie on defense and you return a lot of offensive line but you're not sure what's going to happen for you at the skill positions you got some questions there the offense needs to be elevated this year it cannot be kind of a passenger uh kind of the same way especially the passing offense the passing offense was kind of a passenger if you will along the ride for baylor last year that needs to step itself up. And you're getting a guy that, you know, in, in a start last year, set the record for most completions ever 
in a Big 12 championship game. And that is a really talented player in Blake Shapin. And I think he elevates the ceilings for their offense. I also think Dave Aranda was being very fair. In an age and a time when coaches want to make sure they can maintain as much talent as possible and they'll put on faux position battles to ensure that guys won't hit the portal, Dave Aranda is being fair to everybody involved. The team knows who the guy is. The guys know who the guy is, and now they know where their opportunities lie. So Gary might stay and stick it out. He might go and leave. But I love the fact that it sounds like Dave Aranda, from all the reporting, was having conversations individually with the players so everybody knew where they stand. I appreciate his honesty, and I think that gives everybody the you know clear eyes forward for what the right path is for them and the team. Okay, Josh, if – Gary decides to hit the portal. What is it? Do you have like look at the look at the landscape of college football? Is there a landing spot that you think he would be ideally fit for? Oh, there are plenty of teams that could use that could use a Gary Bohannon. Um, Arizona State is really interesting to me. I know for you know I, I've actually had the, the chance to work on the the Pac-12 channel recently as a producer at SiriusXM, and I, the the one the one you know it, it's great to kind of move around and hear what people have to say. Um, Arizona State is not lost, but the one, you know, they're pretty tight in the group of everything that's going on with Herm Edwards. They could really use a quarterback, though. Their, their options right now aren't too great. And I think that's somewhere they could use a steadying hand, somebody who is a leader to help them kind of move forward. So I think a place like an Arizona State, maybe a Cal, a Colorado is somewhere. Uh, that he could go. I, I, I don't know if there's any options, at least in the Big 12, that I see. But, um, you know, places like Missouri was in on, uh, you know, a guy like a JT Daniels and Oregon State was in on a JT Daniels. Not sure of how, you know, how interested those places would be. Um, you know, obviously, there are other places, you know, in the ACC could go. I think in the Big Ten, too, you know, maybe a uh, Rutgers or an Illinois uh, you know, teams kind of in that vein, maybe even in Iowa, right? You know, Iowa's uh, at Spencer Petras there, and it's, it's not really worked out too much. It's really Gary Bohannon, you know, they want a game manager. You'd be getting a, get a better game manager than Spencer Petras and Gary Bohannon, definitely a better athlete, and that's top 25 program. So I think there are a lot of potential options for a guy like a Gary Bohannon. And once again, this guy has a Big 12 championship in his back pocket. He is one of the reasons they went there. He did help them do a Sugar Bowl win as well. This guy is a good leader. He's a good player. He's just not got the upside, I think, in the immediate that uh, Blake Shapin has. But I think he's got opportunities, especially at the Power 5 level. And I was going to ask, could you see Gary staying and and being a part of this thing? And one of the things that we talked about, Josh, is is there a package for him where he's on the field with Blake at the same time? Is he an age? Could it, you know, a while? I mean, could you, could you foresee that if he elected to stay? Yeah. I mean, he might really like it there. And I think people in that community still might, you know, we talked to NIL a second ago. Why not somebody say, look, Gary, you meant a lot to us. And, you know, um, as a team, you know, we see the way you work. And if you want to get on the field, We'll find ways for you to get in the field, man. We'll, we'll find ways. And if, if you put the work in, we'll put the work in to make sure you do. And I'm sure people in the community will see that and they'll respond to that very positively. Uh, we've seen it happen before, you know. Or he might stay in that role and, and Dave Aranda might say, I need you to stay ready. 
Um, and, you know, I, I just think it's interesting to see what he elects, elects to do. But I, you, know, I'm not, you guys are much closer to this than I am, but it's my belief that he's kind of earned the opportunity, the respect to try whatever he wants to try just because he is, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a competitor and, and he's, he's done a lot for that program and that team and was the starting quarterback for Dave Aranda's massive turnaround season. So I think he's earned the respect of everybody there, and I think he's earned the right to make his decision. I think everybody's going to respect that decision no matter what it is. Hey, finally, I wanted to pass along to you, and I don't know if you, if you knew this or not, but Lincoln Riley did not invent OU football. I heard. I heard <laughs> was I it, wasn't that great? <laughs> well, you know, Bob, Bob Stoops is awesome. He is, he's a treasure, and I, I, I love, you know, I just it seems like whenever I, I see videos of the Oklahoma State Senator, whatever the hell it is, uh, they're always talking about Lincoln Riley. I know they had the, the situation of talking about naming the highway after him, but no, I think Bob has been spot on with the with you know he's that, that's been his message, and that's kind of the first time I think he's actually mentioned Lincoln by name in that context. So I'm glad he did. Like he's like you know it, it, it's a message that OU fans need to hear because they're still not totally over what happened uh, yet. But that was amazing. I mean, how, how great is Bob Stoops? Hey, what are you working on for the podcast? Yeah, I'm going to have an episode out today about Mark Emmert, and I'm going to have one out about Blake Shapin as well, and then look ahead to the NFL draft and uh, wrap up some spring football stuff. Josh, as always, it is a pleasure, man. We appreciate it. Yep, talk to you guys next time. That is uh, Josh Neighbors, and the uh, podcast is locked on Big 12. Did you guys see that? Bob Stoops was speaking to, I believe, the uh, state legislature in, in, uh, in Oklahoma, and he was telling the story of meeting with the players immediately after – Lincoln Riley elected to go to USC, and he said he had to explain to them that, hey, hang on a second, uh, there's a Bud Wilkerson, there's a Barry Switzer. I mean, there's a, <laughs> that Lincoln Riley didn't invent OU football. But with that said, guys, who's the winning that's percentage-wise winning as coach in Oklahoma football? It would be Lincoln Riley. So I, I just <laughs> yeah, but I, he, I, I get his point. He's not Bob Stoops, and he's not Barry Switcher. He's, he's not, not on the, Bud Wilkerson. He's not on that level. That's a good, yeah. I mean, you know, Bud's kind of percentage is cute. Bud's the one that kind of got that 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 ball rolling, didn't he? I mean, he won a lot of football games. All right, seven fifty ten away from eight. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Stay with us. Uh, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk a little Ranger baseball. We'll do that for you next here on ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life, member FDIC. You'll put a smile on her face with a Mother's Day gift from Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond. They've got unique gifts for mom, including a large selection of rustic furniture for the bedroom, living room, and dining rooms, gold and silver jewelry, home decor items, cowskin rugs, and metal signs for inside and outside the home. Ask about their financing options. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond. 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. 
Coaches Smoke at 3.30. Austin Avenue in downtown Waco is proud to serve the community and the local colleges. Come on out to Coaches Smoke for $3 off nachos on Mondays, $2.50 single tacos on Tuesdays, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Fridays. Happy hours 2 to 7 Monday through Friday, so stop by and catch the big game on one of their 35 big screen TVs. And don't forget about Coaches Smoke catering for your next event. That's Coaches Smoke at 3.30 Austin Avenue. In downtown Waco. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family and friends and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you at Slovacek You'll love our sausage. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralight. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760 and be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows They've got that brand new home effect Universal Windows Direct ESPN Radio Sports Center I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. A two-run home run by Kyle Tucker helped propel Houston to a 5-1 win over the Rangers. That evens the series at one game each, and you can hear game three on ESPN Central Texas tonight at 6.30. Baylor softball won at home against Stephen F. Austin 8-1. Baylor baseball scored six runs in their final two at-bats to beat Incarnate Word 8-7. Their softball at Bosque River Ballpark as MCC hosts Cisco for a doubleheader starting at 1 o'clock. Highlander Baseball, meanwhile, is on the road at Cisco for a doubleheader starting at noon. Bill Brock is the new head coach for women's basketball at McLennan Community College. He spent 18 years in an assistant Kim Mulkey at Baylor. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7.54, six away from eight. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. If you're on your way to work this morning, drive carefully. Tom, Ward, and Garrett. And, and Ward, I wanted to pass along. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I know this is come is going to come as a shock, but Texas did lose a game last night. Oh, so, really? Yeah, they lost one uh, to Houston, 5-1. to one. The only run the Rangers got was a uh, Nadolis-Garcia home run, and that is it. So they did. Uh, How did you get any sleep last night? I tossed and turned. I can tell you that. Uh, so six and eleven are the Rangers, but you know what? The Astros are sub five hundred as well. That would just tell you that the season's early. Houston is. Uh, there he goes. Eight and nine, eight and nine. Texas is at six and eleven. So I mean, they're just two games back of of Houston. So 
and they'll play again tonight at 7.05, 6.30 for the pregame. And that's right here on ESPN Central Texas. And then they'll play the get-out-of-town game tomorrow, uh, Thursday at, tw- at uh, 1 o'clock, that game on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. So we, we got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, don't forget tomorrow night as well at 6 o'clock at Waco ISD, it will be Crawford and Wortham in the uh, bi-district round of uh, softball. And uh, Ward will be there and have the call for the uh, for the game in the, the, on our sister station, 104.9 FM. So a l- lot of stuff going on here this spring, and we'll have it for you. Plus, uh, we're going to have the uh, Bosqueville Bulldog playoff, baseball playoff games uh, on our family of radio stations. So uh, we're going to get that done for you as well. So there you go. All right. Uh, but I did want to mention that the Astros did win Ward 5-1. to one, So uh, there you go. Still five games back. Who, Texas? Mm-hmm. How many, what, three back for the Astros? Yes. Okay. All right. So there you go. Uh, and speaking of the Rangers, we will talk to David Murphy at 830 today. 830 for David Murphy. He'll kind of give us a uh, a real early assessment of the of the Rangers. And uh, we'll, we'll just, you know, talk some baseball with, with Murph. And we'll do that coming up at 830 this morning. Right now, let's uh, welcome into the program John Morris. He's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time to check Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, wins for Baylor baseball and softball, and acrobatics and tumbling looks for championship number seven. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-sized weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Join us for the Baylor football green and gold spring game presented by TFNB, your bank for life on April 23rd from McLean Stadium. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. May 25th through the 29th, the best teams go to bat on the biggest stage at the Phillips 66 Big 12 Baseball Championship. Join us at Globe Life Fields in Arlington, Texas, and experience college baseball in a climate-controlled environment in one of the major league's premier ballparks while enjoying the surrounding attractions. The Phillips 66 Big 12 Baseball Championship. Tickets on sale now at TexasRangers.com slash Big 12. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor baseball and softball at home last night. Softball, an 8-1 victory over Stephen F. Austin. They'll next host Iowa State in a three-game Big 12 series this weekend at Getterman Stadium. 
Baseball found themselves trailing Incarnate Word 7-2 in the middle innings, only to come storming back for an 8-7 win over the Cardinals. Baylor Baseball likewise hosting a Big 12 series this weekend. It's Texas Tech in town to play the Bears this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Baylor Ballpark. Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling begins competition in the NCATA National Championships tomorrow in Eugene, Oregon. Baylor the six-time defending NCATA National Champions and head coach Felicia Mulkey feels like the team is peaking at the right time. Absolutely, we have not peaked yet. We even had some uncharacteristic mistakes at Oregon with some tumbling and things. Um, but I would say our tumbling right now is stronger than it was two weeks ago. And uh, they continue to get better and more solid. So I think we'll see a strong showing in that area because that's always our strength. And it's not that it hasn't been our strength this year, but we've had some errors there. And I think we've, we've figured out the combos and tightened some things up in tumbling. So we're right where I would like us to be headed into that first meet. Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey, her team the number one seed and six-time defending national champions, opening against number eight seed Converse tomorrow at 6.30 Central Time in Eugene, Oregon. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow, I'm John Morris. Don't miss the Gatesville Gun Show April 30th and May 1st. Buy, sell, or trade Saturday 9 to 5 and Sunday 10 to 4. Admission is $7 for adults. Parking is free. For more information, call Charles at 817-929-1816. That's 817-929-1816. And we'll see you at the Gatesville Gun Show Saturday, April 30th and Sunday, May 1st at the Gatesville Civic Center at 301 Veterans Memorial Loop. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our under 100 horsepower tractor lineup rated number one for reliability. Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home the Kubota L2501 tractor for zero down, 0% 0 APR for up to 60 months. Now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. All right, welcome back into the program. It is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us just after 8 o'clock. And we are brought to you this morning in part by Good Feet, Pro Star Rental, Big Boys Record Service, and Landscape Supply in Spiegelville. We're joined now by Crawford softball coach Kirk Allen. Kirk, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning. Great. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing terrific. Hey, first-round playoffs coming up tomorrow night against Wortham. Just kind of – Give us an overview of your club and, and, and how the season unfolded for your, your team this season. Well, it's, it's been a really unusual season. Um, we haven't played as many games as we normally do just because of different things. Our, our basketball team did a great job this year and went pretty far in, the, re, in, uh, in uh, the playoffs. And so we got kind of a late start there. And then we had the weekend with the really cold weather. So we uh, had a, a tournament canceled there at the very beginning. So we kind of got off to a slow start as far as games. So, but uh We've gotten a lot better as the year's gone on. Uh, the first, uh, like I said at the beginning, we were we don't get to play any warm-up games or any uh, scrimmages or anything like that at the beginning of the year. So we kind of hit the hit the ground running. Uh, we only had basically uh, two practices before we started playing games, and so uh, we we kind of a work in progress at the very beginning of the year. So we do improve a lot as the year goes on. So because we, we have kids that play multiple sports and do di uh, do different things, so 
but I think right now we're kind of hitting our stride. Um, usually about this time we start kind of taking off. We start uh, getting to practice a lot, a lot better, a lot more. Like I said, the kids are involved in so many different activities that they uh, have all these. Uh, they're they're gone a lot and they're doing things. But I think right now we're kind of now we're more focused on what we're doing. And I think right now we're going to hit our uh, like I said we're about to hit our stride. I think and, uh, and I'm looking forward to getting started. Coach, does that kind of help you though when you're able to share athletes like that and have them have different types of competition? And you get to this point in the year when you do start to come together, gelling at the right time certainly is a benefit, isn't it? Oh yes, it's. Uh, I'm so glad that you know the kids get the opportunities that they do here at Crawford. They get to play multiple sports, and and like I said, there's there's just so I have so, so many kids that are involved in so many different ones, and they they do a great job in all of them, and and um, you know sometimes I don't see how they do it because like you know, you know when you're involved in two or three major things at the same time, it's hard. But, yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that that really helps us because uh, we definitely start at one point and you can just see us grow as the year goes on. And so I think, yeah, it really helps us because when we get to this point, you know, we're just now starting to gel. We're just now starting to put things together and and we're just going to take off from here. So, yeah, I think it's definitely a benefit that the kids play multiple sports and that, like you said, at this point now we can kind of come together and now uh, really really be a team and kind of take off. So I think it really helps us to, you know, do well in in the postseason. Is there any area of y'all's game that you need to tighten up before you head into this playoff run? Um, I would say defensively. Um, defensively, we don't make as many as many plays as I want to. I mean, I'm just you know I want us to make the, the routine plays every time, and I think that uh, I think that's again that's just a result of two things. One, what we just talked about that you know the kids play multiple sports, and then they got to get out there, and we kind of have to get into a, a routine and kind of get into you know get just getting reps, getting reps, and and the second thing I think uh, that um, we need is because uh, I had to move. I, had to, I move some kids around sometimes at the beginning of the year. They play different positions. We kind of have to find out what our niche is. We have to find our best nine. So I have to do that every year. And like I said, I kind of I'm behind everybody else when that when that takes place because I don't have uh, the kids. We don't have scrimmages and all that stuff like that. So I think those two things that um, are why our defense is always kind of the one that's always behind everything else. I think we're going to hit the ball, and we've always had good pitching. It's just our defensively. I think we need we need to be a little bit tighter, a little bit better. But I think it's going to happen now. I think that now we we you know like I said we didn't get a whole lot of games in this year, and I think that uh, that's going to get improve. I always see that improve as the playoffs go on. That we we get a lot better defensively. Talking with Kirk Allen, the head coach of the uh, Crawford softball team. They take on Wortham tomorrow night at Waco ISD in the uh, by district round. You can hear the game on one hundred four point nine uh, Star FM. Hey, you. You and Ward were talking just a moment ago, Coach, about sharing athletes, and, and that's what you do at the mm-hmm. 2A level. But are you a proponent? Are you a, Do you buy into the, the concept that winning breeds winning? You mentioned how successful uh, some of the other teams have been in, in, on both the boys' and the girls' side. In, in, are, are you a proponent of that? Do you, do, you, do you believe that winning breeds winning? Oh, I Definitely. I mean uh... – we, I think one sport carries over to another sport because you share so many kids, and those kids have that experience from the other sports, and they bring that with them. And oh, definitely, even on the boys and girls side, I think both you know, just the you know, in the hallways at school, just the way the kids uh, talk to each other, um, just the atmosphere, just the, I mean, you can you can walk through the hallway and just feel it that the kids just expect to win, they expect to do well. Um, you know, they want to strive, they want to get better. When they don't do something well, they, they are self-motivated. They want to get better themselves. Uh, they, do, they spend a lot of extra time doing things to get better. So, yeah, I definitely think that that's it's such a great – it's a, such a great fun atmosphere to be around. You know, uh, 
when you're successful in so many different sports. And like I said, I think it does carry over and from kid to kid. And from, you know, like I said, again, since we share so many kids, you know, they come from a successful run in volleyball and go straight into basketball. And all of a sudden they've already got that, you know, that, that vibe that, that they want to do, they do want to do well in that sport also. And so it definitely, I think winning breeds winning. Coach Kenzie Jones has been your, your leader in the circle for the Lady Pirates with 105 innings, and you have two other pitchers combined for seven innings. Explain to the folks who, who don't understand softball why that is so lopsided, <laughs> why you can have one pitcher really take you the distance in softball. Yeah, you can pitch that pitcher every game, every inning if you want to. Um, I know she would do it if I if I didn't ever pull her off, of the, off the mound. She would <laughs> want to do it. She, she wants the ball every time, and so um, – those other two girls are, are both freshmen, and, and I just, you know, they, they both pitched on the JV some for me this year, too, so they got some other innings and some other games. But uh, right now she's just our, our, our best pitcher, and uh, she's really obviously done so well for us. Uh, it was really good last year, too. And um, so, yeah, in softball, it, it, that's the one advantage is that you, you get that one kid like that that can really throw it, and it really, really helps you a lot. Um, because I know that the team's not going to score very many runs. So that, that just makes it a lot easier for us offensively because we know that if we go out and get about two or three runs, we're going to win. So um, that obviously in softball, like I said, you can, you can pitch the same girl over and over again. And uh, she never seems to get tired out there, which is great for us. But, uh, yeah, she's just uh, been, been terrific for us this year, done a great job. And so um, I'm excited to see what she's going to do here in the playoffs. Coach, what have you seen from Wardlam on film? Uh, I went and scouted them. Uh, were them? They're really young. I think they. I, I, I didn't study their roster as far as their juniors and seniors, but I know that they're really young. I talked and talking to their coach. Um, they are. They're. They're going to be fundamentally strong. They've got. Uh, you got some speed. I think their their biggest asset to their team is going to be their speed. They. Um, they. They are going to try to steal some bases. They're going to try to get on. They're going to try to blunt. They're going to try to play the small ball game. So that's kind of what I saw from them. So uh, we, we we worked on our bunt defense a lot this week. Uh, we worked on, um, you know, uh, defense against the steel and some things that they might try to do against us. So I think that's going to be their biggest asset tomorrow night. As dominated as Kenzie is in the circle, how important is it for her as you go through the playoffs to trust her defense behind her? Oh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be huge. I mean, even though she has quite a few strikeouts, you know, you're going to play teams that are going to put the ball in play. And so uh, I think, you know, yeah, we, 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 have to be, we have to be strong defensively because I know that when you work really hard in the circle and you make a great pitch and you don't get an out, that 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 can be discouraging. But um, I, I, our defense is going to be fine. We just got, I just, we just need to tighten up a little bit. And uh, we've been working really hard on it this week. And I think, like I said, I told you that every week we get we get uh, better and better as the playoffs go on. So I think we're going to be fine. We just uh, got to put it all together. Uh, from at the plate, is it important that you put the ball in play and and try to make some things happen on the base pass? Uh, yes, it is. We, you know, we, we can do all that stuff. We, we have some kids that can steal bases. We have some kids that can hit and run. We have some kids that can hit for power. So we've got a combination of a lot of, a lot of different things in our lineup. So there's a lot of things that we can do. And so we're going to have to do that. Yes. Um, as we move along through the playoffs, there's going to be times when we're, we're going to face a pitcher uh, that's going to throw hard and, and we're going to have to be able to bunt the ball. We're going to have to be able to put the ball in play. We're going to have to be able to do things like that. And so maybe steal a base here and there. So uh, I think we can do all that stuff. It's just a matter of, you know, again, just, you know, figuring out what, what is best for us that game. And uh, I have a good coaching staff. And we put things together, and we always kind of have a really good game plan going in each week, what we think we need to do. So, uh, yeah, hope, luckily we, we can do all those things. You know, I know a lot of times teams are 
they're you're really they're they, they are kind of limited to what they can do. But I think my team, there's a lot of things that we can do, and we just got to figure out each game what what that plan is going to be. Being able to be multidimensional is it also important that you're that you're patient and and that if things aren't going your way, you just stay within yourself and don't try to do too much. Oh yes, uh, there's there's been a few games this year we've had to grind it out and just you know just stick with it. And, you know, eventually the things come through. Sometimes it might be, you know, late, late in the game, fifth inning, sixth inning, things probably start coming together. But, yes, that's very important to stay patient. Uh, don't panic. Just stick with the game plan. Do your th- do the things you can do. And uh, and uh, I think, you know, for the most part, this, this group is old enough. They've had plenty of experience that uh, they know what they need to do. Hey, Coach, thanks. We appreciate your time. We know you're busy today and, uh, and uh, look forward to watching the ball game tomorrow night. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. All right. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. That is uh, Kirk Allen, the head coach of the uh, Crawford softball team. And they open up by district play with the Wortham Bulldogs. And that'll be tomorrow night at 6 o'clock over at Waco ISD. And uh, we'll have the broadcast beginning at 545 with the warm-up show uh, on our sister station, 104.9 Star FM. All right, uh, it is uh, 8-12, 12 minutes after 8 o'clock. Hey, don't forget, Mother's Day is just around the corner. And uh, in a few days, we're going to celebrate our moms. And then we're going to celebrate our graduates and Hey, if you're looking for a great gift, look no further than Morrison's Gifts. They have the perfect gift for those uh, special folks on that gift list. Choose from a uh, personalized John Hart leather or canvas tote, luggage piece or accessory. How about a Consuela bag or purse? Uh, They also feature bath and body products, candles, uh, plush animals, and, of course, the world's softest socks. You, You don't believe me? Just ask Mark, uh, and you can check him out at Morrison's Gifts. And if you can't decide, then let Morrison's customize a, a, a beautiful gift basket for you. Don't forget they uh, do free gift wrapping, and they'll ship to anywhere in the world at Morrison's Gifts. That's Morrison's Gifts. They're at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills Drive. That's right next to Jason's Deli. Stop by, say hello, and and uh, shop for mom and shop for that graduate, and you can do it right there at Morrison's Gifts. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank Central Texas is independently owned and has been helping families and businesses in Central Texas meet their financial needs since 2007. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Should be a beautiful day today with mostly sunny skies. High temperatures top out at 81 degrees. It'll be partly cloudy tonight. We drop to 61, but tomorrow the clouds move in, so partly to mostly cloudy, breezy and mild with a high of 84. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Matt Mosley. Weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. We are now joined by Crystal Conti from University of Texas, the athletic director. And Chris, I'm just glad you were able to hear some of the Baylor sports beat. Did you get any good intel from being on hold there? Let me regurgitate. You got track meet this weekend. You got spring game this weekend. You got opening <laughs> game at TCU. You got baseball down here. I think I got you covered. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental. They make work easier. 
You'll put a smile on her face with a Mother's Day gift from Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pawn. They've got unique gifts for mom, including a large selection of rustic furniture for the bedroom, living room, and dining rooms, gold and silver jewelry, home decor items, cowskin rugs, and metal signs for inside and outside the home. Ask about their financing options. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pawn, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralight. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Hi, this is Brian Reese, General Manager of Harley-Davidson of Waco again, inviting everyone to come see us. Spring is here, and it's time to get your knees in the breeze. All new 2021 bikes are on sale. We have 2022 models arriving daily with over 150 bikes to choose from and a huge selection of certified pre-owned Harleys as well. Harley-Davidson of Waco, located off of I-35 South and New Road, Harley-Davidson of Waco, where you'll never ride alone. Game time continues on ESPN Central Texas. All right, it's 18 minutes after 8 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Busy day. We got a lot lot going on coming up in a few minutes. We're going to visit with David Murphy. Uh, David uh, obviously uh, played baseball here at Baylor on that uh, uh, part of some really terrific teams. Went on and uh, was uh, part of the Boston Red Sox organization and the Texas Ranger organization. Continues to live in the Metroplex and does some work for Valley Sports, covering those uh, eventual American League West champion Texas Rangers. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Yeah, you just laugh. I mean, uh, I look. He's got a valid point. Not yet. We're not fifty in. Okay. When we're fifty in, then then maybe. I don't. Uh, 
again, if you're just joining us, uh, McLennan Community College uh, and AD uh, Sean Trocum uh, have uh, announced that uh, former Baylor assistant Bill Brock is going to be the new McLennan High Lassies coach, replacing longtime head coach Rick Rhodes. Uh, Ricky uh, stepped down, uh, I guess, a week, 10 days ago. Uh, but uh, Bill Brock will uh, will take over as the uh, head coach of the McLennan High Lassies. And, and, fellas, I don't know how, how you feel about it, but I, I think this is a tremendous move. I talked to Sean last night late, and uh, she's excited about uh, the future of High Lassies basketball, and rightfully so. Yeah, it's a good move. Uh, he, he's done a lot of good things here in Waco at Baylor and, you know, been a big part of Baylor's success in the past. And you now he gets an opportunity to, you know, lead a program. And, I, I you know, good for him and, and good for MCC. That's a big hire. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know what, Gary? He's, he's going to know where to go find those players. I mean, that's the thing. He, he, knows, he knows where they're all uh, strategically located. He's going to be able to go recruit – and if you're recruiting to to that campus, that gymnasium, I mean, that whole facility, everything about McClellan screams winter, doesn't it? No, it really does. Look, you're built, You're not taking over a program that you're going to have to rebuild. You're taking over a program you're going to reload, and that's going to be really important. He knows – you bring up a good point about the recruiting. He knows the ins and outs. He's got connections within multiple schools across the nation. Uh, he's going to be able to bring in a lot of good players. And there, I don't know, but you might be able to even get some people that didn't make it in the portal. Bring them on down. And, and that's a great point. That is a great point. So uh, as far as putting together a, a championship caliber roster, uh, particularly with, with the portal now, uh, he's, he, he's gonna, he'll be able to hit the ground running and, 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 you know, and, and, and do the thing. And, again, he's so familiar with, with this area, I think what seventeen, eighteen seasons at, over at Baylor on on, um, on Coach Mulkey's staff, so he knows this community, but he also knows where where the players are, and and I think from that standpoint, he'll be able to to recruit at a high level. And this is uh, and and you know what, his name. Just think about his name. Soon as I saw that, I went, "Wow, what a hire!" Yeah, and, and I think you're going to see in 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 the basketball world, you're going to see a lot of people say, "Wow, what a hire." Uh, for McLennan. So good, good stuff. Uh, terrific stuff. So there you go. All right. 821. I, I wanted to get you guys thoughts on this. Tomorrow night begins the NFL draft. Uh, I think it was yesterday that the Cowboys held a uh, a pre-draft press conference. And look, you're not going to, the, the, there's no trade secrets going to be released at that pre. It's, hey, here's what, you know, we're, we're, we're having the draft tomorrow night. Right. I mean, that that's, that's what the 40 minutes was about. But, Ward, when I saw this, I thought, huh? Hang on a second. L- let, me, let me just read this to you guys and then discuss. <laughs> uh, this is Stephen Jones. Stephen Jones says, I wouldn't say we have a, any must left in terms of having to take a particular position at some point. Obviously, you'd like to look up nine picks later and hope that you really helped yourself across the board in terms of not only improving yourself with frontline players, but also depth and things of that nature. I don't think we have any must going into the draft. <laughs> he's delusional. Absolutely he's delusional. If he if he really believes that. I think he's not wanting to tip his hand to what they're looking at, and he's trying way too hard not to. But couldn't he have said, hey, yeah, we got a couple places that we need to take care of and leave it at that? 
I mean, that's he, the obvious thing. He could have, but he chose he, he not He chose to. to tell you that they don't have any must. Now, but, either he's been in Jerry's Johnny Blue or, <laughs> you know, he's just he's just delusional. It's probably a combo. I'll, I'll give that one a combo. Are you kidding me already? I mean, there's no must. Are you telling me, Stephen Jones, that you like the way your, your, your roster's constructed on April the 27th? He could have at least just said no comment. Yeah. It would have been better than that. I mean, say, yeah, we got a couple of spots that, you know, that we need to take care of. But there's a million and one ways to go around it. But to say that we don't have any money, yes, you do. Mm. I mean, I, we, we, we can sit there and go. But we, we were laughing about it this morning in the he, office. He's trying way too hard not to tip his hand. Yeah, I guess. But, boy, howdy, was that, uh, was that a strange If you were to pick one, one must. What is it? Offensive line. Yeah, what, offensive what line. It? Interior offensive line. Yeah. So you guys are going to go offensive line. And just for the sake of letting you know that there's several spots, I'm going to say a rush in. That's a need as well? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> couldn't he have just said that? We need some help along the front on both sides of the ball? I mean, it's I pretty obvious. I, well, yeah, it's yeah, obvious. I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to hide or conceal. There's there's no big, great conspiracy here. It is, is, is a... Is a wide receiver a must at this point? No. You're okay with what they got? I mean, I, I, I don't know that you're, you should be satisfied with what they have, but they can make do with what they have. I think there's so many good receivers that you can grab a couple late in the draft and be, make them fit your, uh, your offensive scheme. I don't think you have to waste any early picks. That's something you can grab later on. All right, but I, 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 you lost two pretty good ones. And in Wilson, well, obviously you you felt good with what you had in house, or you wouldn't let those guys go. You weren't looking at letting those guys go and replenishing them in the draft. There's no way. If you are, if you were, then the Cowboys are dumber than we think. What did you think of Wilson? Yeah, usable, but he wasn't. I mean, he's he's a number three, number four receiver. Bottom line, yeah, serviceable when needed. Yeah, but I, I look now and go, who's that number? Who, who replaced him? At that three or four spot, you know, you know what I mean. I, it, I think yeah, you, ha- I, I, you can plug and play anybody in the three or three or four spot with as many receivers or, or is out there. I, I I don't think that that that's a imperative place on the field. You need your number one, clear number one, and you need a clear number two. Well, obviously they're going to look to Ceedee Lamb to be the number one guy. That's yeah, and that's where they should. Yeah. So who who's the number two? Well, it's Michael. It's supposed to be Michael Gallup, but he's never healthy. Yeah, that, that's. That's that's where you're at. To be seen. That's, but <laughs> that's where you're at. You know what I mean? I mean, our, I our, think they take but, one. But that's why they signed him as the number two. Yeah. I mean, he's the number two in their mind. Mm. If he's your number two, that's bad. It, it, but I, I, I don't disagree. But I'm just saying that's why they paid him what they paid him. So you and got, look, he's not even going to be ready at the start of the season. No. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think they take one. I, I think they have to. But I, is it a priority? No. I think you might could pick somebody up somewhere else. I, if if there's one, if if there's a good receiver available, late in the second, maybe third round, consider it. But that not to start off. You've got to get offensive line in my mind. If you don't go offensive line with your first pick, you failed. You could probably even go offensive line your first couple of picks. You, you I, should. I, I you probably should. Yeah. I sit there holding up. You probably should. And but if you don't do it in the first pick. 
because there's some good ones out there, and there's going to be a good one available at that point. If you don't, unless unless somebody falls down that's just an absolute right, monster, right. if you don't go offensive line, you failed in this draft. Now, if somebody falls down the draft that's an, you know that may be a, a defensive lineman. Or, like Lyle Collins did to him. He fell in their lap. Yeah, if, if somebody falls in your lap, you take best player available. But if it's, you know, if there's two guys that are, you know, even scale and and not just a clear-cut best player available, you go the best offensive lineman on the board at your pick. Are you failed in this draft if you're a I Cowboy? Agree. I agree. Yeah, and I still say that they got to go find somebody who can who can help pressure the quarterback. I mean, I, I think with Dan Quinn there, he's, he's so creative, he can make some things happen. You've got to shore up that offensive line first. You paid way too much money for Dak, and you paid way too much money for Ezekiel Elliott not to have a dominant offensive line to make this thing. We've seen it when the offensive line is not working, and it doesn't matter who you got back there. It's not that offense is not going to flourish. Now, you may have paid a lot of money, but you overpaid on both accounts, but you know, it is Probably what it so. is. I mean, but that's what the market called for, and you got to stay up with the market. <sighs> 827, drafts tomorrow night. Should be a lot of fun. We'll see. Watch, they'll go get uh, a kicker in the first round. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just. They need to draft one in the late round. They do. Seriously. Won't there be 9 million free agent kickers available? I'm not touching any of them. Nope. They're free agents for a reason. Yeah. I'm talking about kids out of college, just, yeah. you know. I still draft one. Because that is, I mean, are you going to want to pay them? Yes. Look, to me, what Evan McPherson did last year changed the game of how it, it, we've seen so many kickers struggle with the since they moved. The new extra yeah. point? Yeah, I agree. I'm definitely getting one. I, I agree. I mean, well, it, the the reason the guy that's not in Dallas is because of extra points. It wasn't field goals. It, it certainly wasn't kickoffs. He was in the end zone mm-hmm. on every stinking kickoff. It's he had he struggled mightily on extra points. Yep. And that's just the facts. Hey, we are presented this morning by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Alan Samuels has a huge new car and truck inventory in stock. Today, did you hear me? I said in stock, not online, not ordering, not some kind of list where you're going to get it in six months. It's in stock right now. The brands that win awards year after year, we're talking about the Ram 1500 Lone Star Quad Cab with a total values of $6,500, or you can get a $3,000 cash bonus, 2.9% financing for 72 months plus First responders, you're going to get an extra 500 bucks. It's an incredible truck that gives you everything you're looking for. It gives you power. It gives you performance. It gives you towing capabilities. And it's a luxurious vehicle, to say the least. It's uh, it's just one of many great vehicles available at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. If, if you want to check out some vehicles, maybe, you, you know, while you're at work, boss has gone to walk down the hall or drink a cup of coffee or something. Jump online real quick, alansamuelsdcj.com. That's alansamuelsdcj.com. Again, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat at 201 West Loop 340. Ted Ting and his staff waiting to visit with you today. It's Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business.
Recently on Game Time, Brian Dunleavy from the New York Post. Jason Garrett's offense is a little outdated for today's NFL. It certainly was not what Joe Judge envisioned his offense being. It was an arranged marriage that Jason Garrett's well-respected with the Giants by ownership from his time here as a player. Joe Judge's first choice as an OC was, ironically enough, his successor as head coach, Brian Dayball. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boy's Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boy's Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. I wish people would learn to come in sooner. Unfortunately, by the time they come in our stores, they're almost desperate. They've been struggling trying to find a solution for their problem. They're looking with hope in their eyes. You've got to be able to help me. You're listening to Beth, an art support specialist at the Goodfeet store. A construction guy comes in and told me, I'm afraid I'm going to get fired. My feet hurt so bad. I can't do what I need to do at work you gotta help me. It's unbelievable how quickly the product changes some things for some people. For over 20 years, we've been helping people live the life they love without letting their feet get in the way. When you're able to help them work more efficiently, more comfortably, and they're back and doing things that they've been wanting to do, things that they've missed. I go home every day proud of what I've done. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Goodfeet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. A two-run home run by Kyle Tucker helped propel Houston to a 5-1 win over the Rangers. That evens the series at one game each, and you can hear game three on ESPN Central Texas tonight at 6.30. A bases loaded double by Jack Pineda in the bottom of the eighth, completed an 8-7 come-from-behind win for Baylor over Incarnate Word. A home series with ninth-ranked Texas Tech is next on the schedule. Baylor softball pops Stephen F. Austin 8-1. That puts their record at 26-19 with Iowa State coming to town on Friday. Their softball at Bosque River Ballpark is MCC host Cisco for a doubleheader starting at 1 o'clock. Highlander Baseball, meanwhile, is on the road at Cisco for a doubleheader starting at noon. Bill Brock is the new head coach for women's basketball at McLennan Community College. He spent 18 years in the assistant Kim Mulkey at Baylor. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's 8.33. Welcome back into the program. Tom Barfield along with Ward White, Garrett Ross. We're glad you're with us. And we're joined now by uh, former Baylor Bear and former Texas Ranger David Murphy. David, good morning. How are you? We appreciate your time. 
Good morning. Good to be with you again. How are you? Doing terrific. We appreciate it. And and uh, let's dive in and talk a little bit about the Rangers. You obviously are covering the Rangers for uh, for Valley Sports Southwest. When you look at this club and, and how it's constructed, uh, should we be disappointed in this start? You know, maybe slightly. I, I think the expectations were going to be high with some, some moves in the offseason, but you know, you talk to anybody who is uh, who knows anything about the Rangers. Uh, you know, most most guys were still projecting an under 500 record. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to get excited when you spend all that money, but we still got a ways to go. Um, I think, you know, typically in Major League Baseball, uh, the blueprint that has been drawn up. You know, if you look at what the Cubs did, um, if you look at what the Astros did, you start by building uh, with the youth movement. You draft well uh, over a course of a few years. You get some of these young guys to come up and prove that they can perform at a high level uh, in the major leagues and do it consistently. The Cubs did it with Rizzo and with Bryant, uh, with Javi Baez. The Astros did it with Bregman and Correa and Altuve. And then once those young guys, once you have that young core in place, then you start to make some trades, and then you start to spend some money in free agency. So, you know, the Rangers kind of went about it a different way because I wouldn't say that uh, was established yet. You know, Josh Young is part of that. He has not gotten to the major leagues yet. Uh, you, may, you, can, you can talk about Jack Leiter. Uh, you can talk about Cole Wynn. These are, are promising young players who should, you know, could that could play at an all-star level in the major league someday, but they haven't gotten there yet, and they have not proven themselves. So for the Rangers to go out and yeah, it's, it's taking it in a little bit of a different direction. But, you know, more than anything, in a day and age of major league baseball, when we talk about tanking and we, we see teams not spending and not trying – I really applaud the Rangers for their efforts in trying to improve their team. David, are we still seeing some residuals of an abbreviated spring on the pitchers right now uh, for the Rangers and Major League Baseball? And, and when do you think they start hitting their stride because of that? Well, maybe you could you could talk about that with the Rangers um, because uh, a lot of the pitchers just don't seem like they're quite in sync yet, but – in general, pitching all around Major League Baseball is, is doing pretty well. I think last I checked, league, league averages were in the low 230s. Um, so, you know, the pitchers are still seem to be ahead of the hitters. Uh, but it's, it's kind of hard to know. But I think generally speaking, April is always a, a weird month as it is. You've got some cold weather across the country. You've got players that, you know, are whether you have a normal spring training or whether you have a shortened spring training, you have players that are still trying to figure things out and, and find their rhythm because spring training is just completely different from the season. That's there's all there is to it. It helps get you in shape, but it's a completely different feel. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if I have a clear answer for you on that, but I do think that a shortened spring could uh, definitely have an effect on the results that we've seen so far. Do the, do the Rangers have a true leader at all in that clubhouse? Well, I don't think that in on past teams that, you know, say you've got Corey Seager, um, 
you know, he came from a clubhouse with guys like Clayton Kershaw, uh, Justin Turner, numerous leaders that where he could probably just stay quiet and stay in the background, speak up when he wanted to. And now, you know, you're looked to as the guy signing the big contract, you know, similar to Marcus Simeon, but both of those guys have verbally stated how they want to step out and be, uh, you know, that leadership for this team, for uh, all of these young players. So I think they are. It's a, a role that may be new to them and that they're, they're still getting used to. Talking with David Murphy on uh, on the program this morning, David. When 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 is a true evaluation okay? I mean, do do you, do you need to be fifty games in? Do you need to be sixty games in before you can say, okay, this is what our team looks like for for this season? That's a good question. I would say you know probably a month or two in for for a team would be good. I was always told as an individual or as an offensive individual, you know, you, you should get about a hundred at bats into a season uh, before you can truly evaluate how you're doing. Um, but I, w- I would say, you know, even a month, uh, you, there's a lot of teams that, that haven't hit their stride that aren't playing good baseball a month in. And then, you know, you even look at a team like the Braves and you look at what their record was, uh, coming out of the all-star break last year and how they weren't really playing great baseball and then they had a great second half and, you know, the rest is history. They go on and win the World Series. And how many stories do we hear like that? That may not be the typical story for a season. Um, but, you know, I, I'd say, I, for me, I would say about two months for a team, honestly. David, do you think we're going to continue to see the massive shifts in in baseball because of analytics, or are players going to start hitting them where they're not? I mean, why does it keep every time you look up, you got a a second baseman in right field, or or, or vice versa? Just the huge holes out there, and they continue to use that to their advantage. Yeah, um, I get it, but I don't get it. <laughs> Me too. Uh, you know, I. I I know that pitchers are throwing 97, 98 miles an hour these days. And that's, you know, you always wanted to get the starter out of the game. You know, it, when I was, when I was playing, that was always kind of part of the goal. And then if you get the starter out of the game early, you get to, you know, the middle relievers who are throwing 90 to 92 and the, and the quality of their stuff just isn't as crisp. But now you've got everybody throwing 97 these days. So there, there's not an easy pitcher coming out of the bullpen. And not to mention teams have this thing broken down to where, you know, once you get to the third time through the order, the numbers start to really uh, sway in favor of the offense. And that's why you're only seeing a lot of starters go five innings um, if, if the score dictates. And so, I think there, there's a lot of reasons, uh, and, and pitchers are so good that it's hard to hit, say, three singles in an inning and really string those hits together. So that's why teams lean so heavily on the home run ball. And because of that, and because home runs are easier to pull, I think offenses realize if, if you're going for the home run and you miss, you're going to ground out to the pull side. And so that's why you see those shifts stack up. But it uh, looks like those shifts are going to be done away with next year. So I don't know. Maybe it'll circle back and we'll get to, you know, to baseball that that once was with more bunting and more hit and running, more stolen bases that that created a little bit more excitement. But, you know, right now the scientifics definitely back up, um, you know, what what we see out there on the field.
David, you got any eligibility left, man? Your Bears could sure <laughs> use some help. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I would love to get out there. I don't know if my body would let me. I might be hurt after <laughs> two games. Talking with David Murphy this morning. Uh, we were – we talk about it all the time, but we were just talking about evaluating the ball club. David, how do you evaluate a, a manager and a coaching staff? I mean, there's w- the way the rosters are constructed nowadays, there's there's very few moves that they can make. I mean, what is there, one utility infielder, maybe one or two outfielders? So there's not a whole lot of moves that they can make. So how do you personally take a look and, and evaluate a manager, a coaching staff, and, and, and things of that nature? You know, I think uh, that's kind of hard to do unless you're inside the clubhouse and, you know, you're well-connected to the team. Um, You know, one, I I would say the two main jobs of a manager are to uh, bring a sense of energy, uh, a a positive vibe uh, to the clubhouse, um, and just that, that feeling that you bring every day to the ballpark. I mean, uh, I played for, for two great ones in Ron Washington and Terry Francona. Uh, when you show up to the ballpark every day and, you're, and your manager, you know that your manager loves the game, that he can't wait to get to the ballpark, that he loves to teach the game. Uh, both of those managers showed that, that they love to prepare. Um, it's easy to go out there and play because you just kind of follow, follow that lead. And then besides that, uh, I'd say the biggest thing on the field or during the game is how to manage a bullpen, when to and when to not take a pitcher out, uh, because that's, that's something that is extremely difficult and something that we see backfire all the time. Uh, hindsight is obviously 2020, uh, but it's not that simple when you're, when you're making the call in-game. Uh, and then from there, it's, you know, from a pitching coach, hitting coach standpoint, I mean, those, those things are obvious. I mean, you have to consider the talent that you're given and, uh, and what the coach does and is able to do with that talent. You know, a young promising player with a, a bag full of tools, uh, they may struggle at the, the major league level a little bit, but how do, how do those coaches, um, you know, from a mental and physical standpoint, pass down some, some wisdom to get that guy in the right place at the major league level? So it's, that's a really loaded question that's hard to have a, a really specific answer for. David, we always heard, you know, baseball, one of the things was relax and let the game come to you and, and not try to do too much. Just do what the game asks you to do. Is it much more difficult on the major league level to be able to accomplish that? You know, at the end of the day, the, the game, it's still baseball. It's still the same. It just it moves a lot faster. Um, and so I, I think the one that, ah, I mean, talent is, an obvious factor that just sticks out. You have to be talented to play major league baseball. Uh, you've got to be a pitcher that, that throws hard and can hit spots uh, and has nasty stuff for the most part. And as a hitter, uh, you've got to be able to, to combat that. You've got to be able to hit that nasty stuff that that pitcher's throwing up there. But it, the big separator is, is the mental side of it because you see so many talented players that you come up with through the minor leagues that you feel like they're going to be shooing all-stars in the major leagues. And for whatever reason, it could be just uh, that they struggle with injuries, uh, but maybe they just, that the mental side of it, that it's, it's a hard adjustment for them. So I'd say, um, yeah, I, I heard a good quote 
from Greg Maddox one time when he was being interviewed, and he said, the best arms are in the minor leagues and the best minds are in the major leagues. So I think that's probably a common theme, uh, whether you're talking about pitching, defense, uh, or offense throughout, throughout the major leagues. Hey, final thought for you, and I was just curious about this. Uh, when you were playing, you mentioned your managers. When you were playing, were you the type of player that, that when he showed up at the ballpark, you, you just knew and wanted to know that your name was in the lineup every day? You, you knew where you were going to be in the batting order every day? Were you that kind of guy, or did you like the occasional day off? Um, it depends on how I was feeling. You do get worn down over 162, and I could tell after a day off how my body would respond. So uh, an occasional day off was nice, and, and I wasn't really ever a guy that was going to play every single day. You know, I played, I played against everybody my first year, maybe two, and then I started to become more of a platoon player. I, I would get some at-bats against lefties and some starts, but for the most part, I did my damage against righties. Um, but uh, I think every manager is different, and, and the more that you get to know your coaching staff, you kind of think along with them, and when you might play, when you might start, if you're on the bench, you kind of think along with, all right, you, you keep up with the game, you keep track, and you see when you might come up and pinch hit and when you're going to go in. And, you know, even when I, when I played for, for Terry Francona and Brad Mills was his bench coach, uh, you know, they would do a great job of letting me know the day before, you know, if if I was not going to play the next day, they would tell me. They would say, you know, the after after the game the previous night, they'd be like, all right, you're down tomorrow, you're sitting. That way you can go to bed that night and you can really sleep well, you can really relax knowing what's going on. And the same thing. I mean, like I said, I knew I was playing against a righty and probably sitting against the lefty, but on those rare occasions where I would start against the lefty, they would make sure to let me know, so that I wouldn't feel ambushed when I got to the ballpark the next day and I saw my name in the lineup. David, as always, it is a pleasure, man. Uh, great, great stuff, as always. And, man, we, uh, we, we appreciate your time today, as always. Yeah, enjoyed it on this side as well, guys. Looking forward to the next time. Talk to you soon. That is uh, David Murphy from Valley Sports Southwest. Played at Baylor, uh, drafted, I believe, first round by the, the Red Sox and uh, spent time in Boston and then uh, came to Texas and – was uh, was an outfielder for the Rangers, and, and and you know what, a class class individual. And I've said this a million times. One of the favorite things I loved about doing Baylor baseball for those fourteen years was those those players, those dudes. Ninety nine point nine percent of those guys were just great individuals, as well as as terrific ball players. And and David Murphy was just uh, he, he was just so much fun. Uh, all right, eight forty nine, eleven away from nine o'clock. You know what? If you're trying to sell your house, you can do it in five days or less, and it's guaranteed. We're talking about the brokerage house, uh, and they guarantee that they'll uh, they'll sell your house in five days, or they're going to buy it from you uh, for a price that you agree upon. Aaron Ryan and the crew at uh, Brokerage House Realtors have a marketing program that is known to generate offers above market value as well as multiple offers on your home. If you want to know more about it, 5daystoso.com. That's 5daystoso.com. Or here's the phone number, 817-812-2978. That's 817-812-2978. Baylor, Big 12 softball, this weekend. 
on 101.3 FM. Baylor softball home this weekend, hosting Iowa State at Ketterman Stadium. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at noon for Baylor Iowa State Big 12 softball. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs, made-from-scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham. Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. A two-run home run by Kyle Tucker helped propel Houston to a 5-1 win over the Rangers. That evens the series at one game each, and you can hear Game 3 on ESPN Central Texas tonight at 6.30. A bases loaded double by Jack Pineda in the bottom of the eighth, completed an 8-7 come-from-behind win for Baylor over Incarnate Word. A home series with ninth-ranked Texas Tech is next on the schedule. Baylor softball pops Stephen F. Austin 8-1. That puts their record at 26-19 with Iowa State coming to town on Friday. Their softball at Bosque River Ballpark is MCC host Cisco for a doubleheader starting at 1 o'clock. Highlander Baseball, meanwhile, is on the road at Cisco for a doubleheader starting at noon. Bill Brock is the new head coach for women's basketball at McLennan Community College. He spent 18 years in an assistant to Kim Mulkey at Baylor. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time continues on ESPN Join Central us Texas. Live from Rudy's in Waco for our All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And a couple of thoughts here from the CNC Collision Center text line. Justin says, Shapin is the real deal. He understands that. And uh, that's in reference to uh, Blake Shapin being named the uh, starting quarterback for the Baylor Bears. Again, the others reports that are out that uh, that decision has already been made. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, Let's see, more more delusional. Tom about the Rangers or Steven Jones about the Cowboys roster? Ooh, <laughs> Pretty close race. That's a, ta- that's, a, that's a tricky question. Pretty close race. Hey, hey well, you heard David say that we got to be a month into the season before. Mm, I, I didn't hear that. 
<laughs> I don't think you need the month oh, with the Rangers. Way to go, grumpy old fan. That's that's a good one. The Cowboys, the Cowboys, uh, uh, number one must. <laughs> This is great. The Cowboys' number one must, a competent GM. <laughs> that would be a good start. It would oh, definitely help. Oh, boy. That's does, never going to happen. It's not. Not as long it, as it's in that family. You know, but the, the real question is, does it really matter because the results for the last 20-plus years have basically been the same? Ward, they'll, they may win more than, you know, this year, than that year. But at the end of the day, what really matters is, in professional sports is your postseason performance, and theirs is dismal. They're making money. They don't care. No, no. I I mean, I'm talking about from a win-loss standpoint in, in, you know, a competitive thing. They've got to get the right coach in place, and that's never going to happen with the Jones family. You can go, you can go eight and eight, or you can go 13 and three. You know, does it matter until you get to the, to, to postseason? I mean, you gotta have. Isn't this about postseason success? And they just don't. They haven't had any in twenty plus years. All right, uh, eight fifty five. We are going to get out of here. Many thanks to everyone who's been a part of the program. Thanks to uh, Josh Neighbors, also to Kirk Allen, and to David Murphy for being a part of the show. We'll do this again tomorrow at seven. Don't forget John Morse at three, Matt's at four, and we'll talk to you tomorrow here on ESPN Central Texas.